Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's no secret that there's about 16,000 medical dramas on network television. Um, So we kind of asked the question today, what does it take to make a network drama special? Because we're reviewing ABC's new pilot, The Good Doctor. So don't move a muscle. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV. This is a show where we review Hollywood's hottest pilots and let you know whether you should pass or play. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to catch me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. And I know we mentioned last week we'd be covering Dynasty, but actually we have some reasons as to why we're not, and we'll get into it. Before we talk about that, I'd love to introduce my beautiful co-panelist, the brilliant Samantha Davidson. Oh my god, that was so nice. Uh, guys, I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamB43, and I am in the live chat. I see you guys are as well, so give you some shout-outs. Let us know what you think. And, Becca, I love you. Our producer's amazing, but that music, we just turn it down a little bit. Yeah, it's much better. I'm like an old person. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm the same way. Maybe that's why we're on the pilot review show and not, you know, a fun, young, hip reality TV show. It's like, (laughs) let's shoot them all down, guys. You know, let's say why we don't or do love these shows, because we are experts, because we're old. Let's get cranky. Except for, you know, we'll we'll get into it, but I I really um, have... A lot of opinions about this show, and I'm hoping you do too. The first thing I want to do, though, guys, is um, let you know that we were going to review Dynasty this week, CW's really hotly anticipated pilot, but we're going to actually save that for next week. There's a number of reasons. Um, One of them is that it actually airs tonight, and I think everyone's really excited to check it out. In fact, really quickly, before we get into the read, here's what I got to say about Dynasty. Um, Dynasty is the most instantly addictive new show of the fall. Um, It's premiering tonight, Wednesday, October 11th, on The CW, and it's the highly anticipated series premiere. Have you seen the original Dynasty? It's one of the most iconic shows of the 80s. The fashion and fight scenes alone are legendary. And the CW's version of Dynasty is already getting major love from critics, uh, which makes me very excited. You won't be able to get enough of the drama and surprises. It's from the producers of Gossip Girl and The O.C., the brilliant Josh Schwartz. Um, So you know it will not disappoint. It's about the Carringtons, and the Carringtons are the family that has it all. Their business is literally power, and they'll do anything to get more of it. Blake Carrington rules the dynasty by all means necessary, including manipulating his own kids, Fallon and Stephen. Fallon Carrington is ready to take over the family business and the world, but she's in for a big surprise. Q Crystal, her father's equally ambitious and gorgeous young fiance. Get ready, the women on the show are bosses, and they're not fighting for a man. They're fighting for business and family. But for the Carringtons, that's the same thing. Don't miss the series premiere of Dynasty Wednesday, October 11th, which is tonight, after the season premiere of Riverdale, only on the CW. So hearing all that, it makes me very excited to review it next week. I mean, I've been very excited for a long time, but I'm going to be out of town next week. I will be Skyping in yes. from uh, my mom's basement because I'm so excited to talk about it. Sam's a big CW junkie, right? I am. Nothing I wrong am. with that. They're putting out good stuff. I mean, if you think about it, with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and with... Um, 
Riverdale, Jane, Riverdale and Jane, Jane the Virgin. Virgin. They're like winning Golden Globes left and right for all these women, which is cool. So hell yeah, I'm excited about Dynasty. We're going to be talking about it next week. The one thing that's nice is it'll give us time to kind of collect our thoughts. Yes, and for you guys to watch it, and for you guys to watch it as well. If we were to review it tonight, we would have only had about zero time to really put together our opinions. So. We'll be reviewing that next week, so stay tuned, guys. We'll have all the coverage. But this week, we are talking about the new ABC medical drama, The Good Doctor. Um, It's a show starring Freddie Highmore, who's playing um, autistic savant surgeon Sean Murphy and sort of the hospital and the co-conspirators who work with him. Um, Before we get into the coverage, Sam, what did you think of the show? Okay, so when I came in this evening... I my opinion slowly changing. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, at first, I my opinion was I I wanted it to be more than it was. I wanted it to be different than a regular doctor show. And then by the end, I was like, oh, same tricks, right. same thing. Um, that is what I'm worried about. Again, it's so hard. This is I want to see an episode two, and then I think I'll form a a real opinion. Yeah. Um, would you be a pass or play just purely based on the pilot? I mean, I'd say play, especially if you like medical dramas. It sounds like you're a tentative play. I'm a tentative play. Um, I could really see it going either way. Mm-hmm. But there's very great talent. There's a lot of great talent in the cast. Yeah, it's funny. I kind of think The Good Doctor might not be the best, well-written, the most well-written pilot. It was a little sappy. It was a little overly sentimental. And for some reason, I really liked it. <laughs> um, it really kind of won me over especially by the end i think we'll talk about it but i was very wooed by freddie highmore's amazing performance in this lead role and i can get easily won over by emotionally sentimental content Mm -hmm. on network dramas and i will say i felt pretty emotionally invested at specific points in the pilot whether or not i think it was a great pilot i don't know but I'm definitely going to play. I really liked it. (laughs) Well, okay, just to go on what you said, though, uh, what I didn't include in my quick review was just that there were moments that I knew I was supposed to be feeling something. Yeah. Like those flashbacks, and I wasn't. I was like, I'm not getting this, guys. I'm just not feeling it. It didn't win you over. I think some of the flashbacks for me worked and some didn't. There was one that I just thought was, like, way over the top. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, I could also tell I was being manipulated, and yet, <laughs> I was totally manipulated, and I really liked the pilot. So, I'm a definite play. It's funny because if I were rating it out of three stars, I feel like I'd have like my critic hat's opinion, and then yeah. like my like Jeff opinion, and they're kind of different. If that makes any See, sense, that's how I think I'm going to feel about Dynasty. Yeah, that's totally fair, and that's part of the thing with TV is you can kind of. I mean, we're both writers. Sometimes you can sense when a show may not even be great, but there's you know guilty pleasure shows and. I don't know. I'm I'm on board with this show, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I guess, do we need another Doctor show? I don't know. That's a good question, and I think I do want to have a conversation with you about sort of the medical drama as a genre and what it means, um, if you watch any of them. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's talk a bit about the development of this show. It actually premiered a couple weeks ago. I believe it premiered on Wednesday, September 25th, so I know we're a couple weeks late on coverage, um, but only two episodes premiered thus far. Um, as I mentioned, it's a show... Um, Starring Freddie Highmore, really in the role that sort of carries the show as the good doctor. He is playing a um, pretty young, I don't know how old he is on the show, but 20 is probably right. Yeah, I mean, very. What did you think, teens even? I mean, I'm thinking 20 at the oldest. Yeah, they didn't really specify, and it's interesting because we know he did go to med school. Yeah. Um, But he's playing Dr. Sean Murphy, who is a surgical assistant with autism and savant syndrome. 
And basically he is, what that means for those of you who might not have a ton of experience with autistic people or characters, in fact, I should be people first. We should say characters or people with autism. Um, autism is often defined by um, a difficulty to understand social interactions and cues, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's kind of an elevated or enhanced specific knowledge. So in this case, he's a brilliant, brilliant surgeon. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, so with this, this is why I was excited for this show. Mm -hmm. This is a different take on the medical drama. Right. And I, but at the same time, this is when I'm like, oh, this is ABC. I'm just kind of feeling like it could have been better somewhere else. I we could you. have gotten more in depth. But, you know, at the same time, this is, these are the kind of shows that they put out. Right. And I'm sure Middle of America loved it. Yeah, I, I bet so too. I do think it's a pretty appealing show for people who like this kind of television. Before we talk about some of the specifics about the show, let's talk about sort of its history. Um, it was created by David Shore. Who, um, and actually, he created the show, and it's actually based on a Korean show, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Also called The Good Doctor, created by Park J. Byrne. Park J. Bum. Pardon me. Uh, but David Shore also created a show that many people won't be surprised. Did you know the other show he created? No, what is it? Can you guess? I wonder if you can, based on other medical dramas. Um... Is it recent? Pretty no? recent. Also stars a guy with prickly social... House. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yes, I know. Because people in the chat were talking about how they were tuning in, mm -hmm. you know, because they were big fans of House, as am I. Yeah. And I do have high hopes for this, that it does turn into that. For sure. But I will just say, though, one of the appealing things about House was that our protagonist was such a dark, crazy right. man. Yeah, I think, and we'll talk about this, there's been some criticism around the lead of this show, because there's a lot of similarities, right? I mean, we yeah. can talk about the structure of House is... We're designing a medical show around an unlikely doctor. So that's and pretty parallel. This is also a medical show around an unlikely doctor. But in-house, he's kind of complicated and prickly. And for lack of a better word, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Whereas in this show, he's almost like the magical autistic character, which is sort of what the show has gotten some criticism about. You know what I mean? That he's too angelic? or Just kind of like the, oh, like he has a disability, but he's magic. Like sometimes, you know, they'll do this with gay characters too, where they're the only redeemable character. And it's almost like you're pushing back so hard against a problematic portrayal of a character like this. They're almost too perfect. Yeah. And equally one-dimensional. Well, that's my biggest question for episode number two, is are we going to see him? I feel like we have to see him mess up. Yeah. In the next episode. Right. Because it's going to make him human mm -hmm. and more relatable. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to see him mess up. I don't want him to cry. I know what you mean. We'll talk about some of the specifics about Sean as we get into more of the specific kind of spoiler portion of the show. Um, but yeah, so show created by David Shore based on a Korean show. Um, of course, we have Freddie Heimer playing Sean Murphy. We also have Nicholas Gonzalez as Neil Melendez, who is kind of the head yes. surgeon. And uh, he, I believe, I be or yeah, he's the one that's kind of mean to him, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, he just came off of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, I know nice. our engineer, Becca, we uh, talked about that familiar Awesome. Race. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have Antonia Thomas playing Claire Brown. Um, she is a British actress. She's kind of the mixed race, beautiful, yeah. young doctor. I really liked her. Yeah, I did too. In a way, I felt as though she was maybe the only uh, secondary character that was more than one-dimensional. Agreed. I think we'll, we can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, we have Chuku Madu playing Jared Kalu. I think he's kind of the good-looking, kind of brooding doctor that they're that she's hooking up with. 
We also have Bo Garrett playing Jessica Preston. Irene. I'm a big fan of Bo Garrett. She was just on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Oh, nice. Well, you know, she still is. There's one season left. Great. Been a fan of hers. Love her. Remind me who she's playing. Is she the redhead? No, she's the one that she's the daughter or it's kind of, you know, and she's there and people are like telling her she shouldn't be there. She's the beautiful Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. For some reason, I thought Tall, her hair was skinny. red. It's kind of brown hair. Yeah, it's like brownish blonde, but okay. yeah, I could see them. Cool. Um, and we have Irene King playing Sarah Chen, who's a resident. That's so funny. I know a Sarah Chen from high school. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> um, we also have Hill Harper playing Marcus Andrews, who's the chief of surgery. Um, I think he's the African-American kind of intense. Yeah. Okay, and then we have Richard Skiff, who I really like playing Aaron Glassman, who's the president of the hospital. I'm excited to get into this performance because it's one of my favorites on the show. And finally, we have Tamlin Tamita playing Allegra Aoki, the chairman and vice president of the foundation that controls the hospital. So knowing the cast, let's talk specifically about characters before we dive into the show. Obviously, the show is anchored by Freddie Highmore's um, Dr. Sean Murphy. Overall thoughts about Sean Murphy as the lead of the show. Um, I mean, he's great. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Great name. Yeah. Um, I He obviously is the standout performance. For sure. But like I said, you know, I just think that some of the other ones are very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I think he's really, really excellent. Um, I didn't watch Bates. I don't know if you did. I or... did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that is kind of getting me through this. Mm-hmm. It's that, oh, he's like an angel. He seems too good. Nope, I just remember Bates Motel with yeah. him, you know, murdering people. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. But <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, based, it's based on Psycho. Yeah. So He's not giving hugs. That's what's cool, though, about him as an actor. And I'm looking at this character. I'm like, I can't just wait for you to go crazy. I hope you do. Yeah, I hope he has some big moments. I, I think he's very good. Right now, and it's partly the nature of his, um, disab- I don't want to say disability, but his cognitive state, it is a very contained performance. You know, he's very inside of himself, very brooding, very introspective. And he's playing it wonderfully. I mean, I do think this is a show where any missteps in this lead performance could totally tank the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that Freddie Highmore is playing this role. I don't have a ton of exp- experience with him. I mean, I've, of course, seen like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which he's great in. I love Finding Neverland. But I think he's a very gifted young actor. He really is. Um, he looks 15 years old. Yeah. You know? And we have people in the chat, uh, let's see, Grimjow Jaggerjack said, I love That's Bates Motel. <laughs> Freddie, honestly, is the only reason I tuned into this show. And I feel like those people that are tuning in because they were fans of Bates Motel are in for a surprise. Yeah, because, I think so, too. you know, this is a different character, but it, I'm not saying he's going to turn crazy, but it also is coming from, his character in Bates Motel was a very internal, and, you know, people could have said that he could you know be autistic in a way his character for sure so you never know like what this character can do yeah i think freddie highmore shows a lot with his eyes which is so important as an actor he's got these really you know big clear-eyed blue eyes and i think you know that's kind of you talk about star power yeah i think he really does a good job acting internally which i think is probably the hardest thing to do as an actor yeah i mean i don't i'm sure they had a very short list of actors to play this role i'm sure um, so it sounds like we agree. We both think he's very good. Yes. Um, and I do think that, again, in the hands of the wrong performer, this could be kind of a mess. So other than that, and I think I'd agree with you, it sounds like you feel like the rest of the cast is a bit one-dimensional. Yeah, I just feel don't introduce a million characters mm-hmm. unless you are ready to support every yeah. single one of those characters. Not, you know, maybe it could be through five lines, but those five lines need to be completely defying of 
uh, yeah, de- no, defining of who those characters are. And yeah. I just felt like I'm being thrown people left and right to kind of fill this ABC uh, medical drama role. And I didn't really know anything about them. And I would have liked to know more about the characters that I cared about in the pilot, which were only a couple. Right. So, the, again, this is the moment, guys, where we're kind of getting into spoiler territory. So if you want to know nothing about the show or very little, uh, time to turn off the podcast. But I agree with you. And the thing that kind of bummed me out the most here was there was a specific scene pretty early on when there's, like, a hot young doctor without his shirt on in the bunk bed. Yeah. And, like, he, the, he seems like he might be hungover. And then you find out that he's hooking up with one of the other doctors. Oh, my God. What a surprise. Yeah. Never seen that before. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, this pilot might not be quite as special as it could have been. Especially when House was, I think, a bit more interested in breaking the rules of a network medical drama. Yeah. I felt as though this, one of my complaints is that this was playing 100% by the rules. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it did feel kind of ABC. Like, it kind of felt like Grey's meets House. And uh, kind of like a Sunday special, after school special in a way, or yeah. something. In terms of the moralism of the show. Yes. Yeah. What's so funny is, I, I, I want to agree with you, and I think you might be right, but I was totally on board with it. Like, all the sentimental stuff totally won me over. Well, you know, it's funny, like, that wins me over a lot, too, but I am way more won over by stupid teen dramas. Yeah, like, that's fair. And, and we each have our Achilles heel yeah. as far as uh, the guilty television we watch. I mean, I used to watch Grey's Anatomy before I went to sleep. Like, I was obsessed with it right yeah. when it came out, and then I had to stop completely watching medical dramas because yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Yep. Every episode, I'm like, I'm crying about a character that is not going to be on the next episode. They're right. just a guest star. They were texting and driving. It's terrible. And I was like, I just got to stop. Yeah. And that definitely happens. I mean, well, the opening scene, um, and I'm assuming at this point a lot of you guys have seen the pilot that we're talking about, um, is, of course, the dramatic is he able to do it moment when he sees a major accident happen in an airport and he has to rush in and do this amazing ingenuitive emergency surgery right there in the airport. Um, but we're talking about these kind of sentimental moments. There's a moment when, um, you know, he does save the boy's life and the boy's mom is like, you saved my son. And those moments always get me. I'm always won over by those, even though they're so by the book and they're so cliche. I, I'm always like, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, you're going to scream for a knife in the place you're not supposed yeah. to have a knife. Um, and then, you know, it's it, okay. I guess I think I'm growing up, Jeff. I think yeah. I'm realizing something. <laughs> Not saying that you're not, but I, I, I it didn't it didn't get me this time. I mean, also we've seen parts of that scene million times of in the course. trailer. Yeah. I mean, I like I've watched the trailer every time I watch TV. For sure, and I think maybe this is the moment we kind of do start to talk about plot and stakes. Um, this was a very by the numbers pilot. I mean, like almost annoyingly predictable. So I totally get why you would be irritated and kind of bored of what we were seeing because all of these moments are textbook pilot for network medical drama moments Mm -hmm. Um, we have the moment where he saves him the moment where he has to prove himself in surgery Um, but again I loved it (laughs) I just want to see it turned on its ass a little bit yeah I think I wanted to see that perhaps by the end of the pilot but I'm like nope still a good student good kid good kid I I think that's what's interesting and we can kind of have this conversation at the end as well but there's enough interesting 
ness in here, and it's a David Shore show, that I do think a lot of this could be turned on its ass. There is the 5% of you that fears ABC isn't the network to turn the show on its ass. Mm -hmm. I think ABC has interesting comedies, but their dramas can be a little predictable. House was on Fox. House was a Fox show. Um, So you wonder maybe if this show were on Fox, which I think breaks a lot of rules. When you look at, like, their comedy, you wonder if maybe it would have been a bit more subversive in the way it was approaching this plot. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, this show it, wasn't. In a way, I'm you know just surprised because the medical drama. I mean, Grey's Anatomy has gone for so long; mm-hmm. it's continuing to go. It's like really, they're gonna do and they're gonna try another medical drama right now. Yeah, I mean, but there's never been a time when there's not a hit medical drama on the air. Well, right, but they don't all need to be on ABC. <laughs> I know that's true. Yeah. This is interesting. Our producer, Becca, is saying she was almost surprised this show wasn't on Freeform. <laughs> I don't watch a ton of Freeform shows, but they have some critically adored shows. They definitely do. I don't know. I mean, I think it would have definitely been worse if it was on Freeform. Or it would have been different, like a teenage doctor. Yeah. You know? I mean, like Doogie Hauser style or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm even like, I don't know. I just wanted to see it be a little bit grittier. Mm-hmm. That's just not what this show is going to be, though. Or a little more maybe stylized. Like, I feel like it wasn't exactly, we talked about this with the mayor, but it maybe wasn't making choices. Yeah. And then that makes me, like, put on my TV brain, though, yeah. as, like, behind the scenes and think how hard it is to get a pilot made. Right. And how you perhaps do need to play by the rules and make something that's going to make the network and the studio happy. Right. Until you get picked up, and then maybe the second episode. There's so many shows that the second episode is really where it starts. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And I do hope, I th- and I think it's possible that this show has some very surprising elements in its DNA. Um, because I think, like, there's a... DNA. N- oh, Good see one, what I Jeff. did? Wow. I am so smart. <laughs> um, I think, that, like, centering this show around a lead with savant... With savant... Um, autism mm-hmm. allows a lot of interesting runway. The question is, will the show explore that or not? Because I think House really did. I think House broke a lot of rules in terms of a medical drama, and that's why people love the show. Whether or not this show does that remains to be seen, but I think it could. I think it could, too. And, you know, just the fact that we have the guy behind, behind House behind exactly. the show gives me hope. Otherwise, I would say, oh, this is just going to be... right." An after-school special, but like I said, you know, in the pilot, which is what is selling an audience, and, you know, I I wanted to see how this could perhaps turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so one, one of the characters slash performers we haven't talked about was Richard Skiff playing Aaron Glassman. I really liked this which character. Which one was Aaron Glassman? He is the president of the hospital who's really the only advocate for Sean Murphy during the pilot. Well... What I thought was that he somehow had a connection to Sean Murphy that he's not revealing. Mm, maybe like an uncle or like... Yeah, you know, or he was somehow, you know, involved That's with interesting. his... That's interesting. Like, for me, I'm like, why is this... This guy Why does is, he give a shit? Yeah, he's so on his side and he is, like, putting himself on the line yeah. for this kid. So, I don't know. I thought... And we're seeing, you know, little bits and pieces of Sean's past and I'm thinking that he has something to do with that or or knew his family in some way. That's really smart, Sam. I think you might be right. Or, you know, was part of, for some reason or another, part of, you know, his brother's death or... That's what I was thinking is you wonder if there's, yeah, some kind of personal connection to Sean. 
Um, I'm glad you brought up Sean's past because the show was a little heavy handed in revealing character details about our protagonist's history. Um, we learned that he was, and again, if you're still listening, very spoilery right now, but we learned that Dr. Sean Brown grew up in kind of an abusive household with parents who just didn't understand him and his only friend was his brother, but they go on the run. And of course he loses his brother too, after losing his bunny. (laughs) It sounds like these didn't really work for you. Yeah, no, it was so straightforward and in my face. I was like, wait, what's happening? It confused me that it was so, like, A, B, C, D. Yeah. And it honestly, I I was taken aback by how straightforward it was. It was arguably a bit uncreative, you know? Yeah, I just feel like if you're going to pull some flashbacks on us and you're really going to tell us things, tell them. Especially when in the last 10 years of television, the flashback has become so fascinating. I mean, Lost, hello. Lost, Orange is the New Black, I think, does flashbacks in such an interesting way. And, yeah, if you're just using flashbacks to kind of, if there's not, I feel like they need to do more than just show us something. I don't know, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but, yeah, again, like, I did find myself emotionally won over by these flashbacks, but I was also, like, simultaneously being like, Jeff, normally you roll your eyes at this stuff. (laughs) But I liked it. I I don't know. I think Jeff was on his period this week. Maybe I was on his period (laughs) this week. She said it, not me. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I'll be down for flashbacks throughout the rest of this show. And I usually love flashbacks. But that's because they usually operate in a more subversive way. And they're almost a treat for the audience. Yeah. It's like, we've been thinking about something, we haven't been explained something that we want to know, so they're, you know, they just drop it on us. It's like, oh, yes, oh right. my god, we actually get to see it. But for this, we don't really know anything about right. him. And it's using that as a platform to explain his character so yeah i mean just as a technical standpoint i I think they could have held off a little bit on that yeah i agree i um i think speaking of all their like kind of i don't want to say kitschy but um and i don't mean this negatively but like the show's gimmicks you know every Mm -hmm. show has their gimmicks in this one of its flashbacks they also kind of have this visual imagery of his savant syndrome on the screen where they'll show us diagrams of the medical moments that are happening on the machinery or the anatomy of the subjects he's working on what did you think of this? I actually liked that mm-hmm. because I thought how cool that would be to have that happen to you yeah. in any subject in your life. That connected with me. I can understand why maybe some people didn't like that, but that is something that I really enjoyed. I liked it too. Um, there's a yeah, our producer's pulling up a photo right now of kind of um, what the how these manifest on the show. I don't, there's a show that aired on sci-fi called Alphas. Have you heard of this show? Yes, I have, yeah. You didn't watch it, did you? I think, I, it was a few years ago. Yeah, it's kind four of, five a, years ago. Yeah, four or five years ago. I don't know if this is a great show, but I really liked it. I watched it with my brother-in-law, and it also featured a very well-portrayed autistic character, I feel. And they sort of did a similar thing where you could see the visual representation of what it's like to live in the world of someone with autism. Mm-hmm. So I'm on board for this, and I think it's one of the choices that elevated this show at least a little bit above your standard network drama. Yeah, and it's very superhero-y, which I love. Yeah. And I'm I, I want to be I want this kid to kind of be a superhero in his own way. I want that to be the direction this is going, even though that's cheesy, but right. you know, someone that has a backbone yep. too. And, oh, pardon me. It's late, y'all. <laughs> um yeah, I th- what's interesting now is I do want to talk about some of the other characters, but 
Again, I'm not sure there's that much to talk well, about. Well, <laughs> I, I will just give a shout-out to uh, Sherry Davis in the chat, Renee Ha. Awesome. They liked the flashbacks. Oh, they did? Okay, they cool. They found them very effective. Interested. So this is Sherry and... Uh, Sherry and Renee. Sherry and Renee. Did you find them surprising? Because I liked the flashbacks, but I found them a bit predictable. So I'm also interested, for everyone else in the chat, let us know whether you're a pass or play, and give us your rating, because yeah, out of I mean, five... Honestly, I am a bit surprised, I mm-hmm. guess, but, you know, we have a ton of live viewers right now. People in the chat are generally very positive, and cool. I think there have been three episodes, and a lot of them have watched all of them. Yeah, and in fairness, Sam and I have only watched the first one, so, yes. um, and I'll, I think I will watch the second. Apparently, it gets really good after three. Great. Well, word on the street. I think my hope was that the show could do that. Um, yeah, and I think we're liking it overall. I mean, again, I think it's a show that, even though the pilot was a bit by the numbers, mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of potential for a not-by-the-numbers yeah. show. I mean, I just, there were certain characters that interested me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bo Garrett's character, um, Lindsay, I think her name was. I mean, I'm just a yeah. fan. I'm a fan of hers in general. Right. And, you know, there's several people where I'm a fan of them, and I, I like the intro they gave, but I could have ex like, many of those doctors and had them introduced in the second episode. Yeah, I agree. One thing I will say is that a lot of times I don't always get on board with the soapy romance components of medical dramas. But one thing that's very interesting about this show is putting this lead character who's defined by his struggles with social interactions in a romantic situation could be very interesting. Did you feel like this is turning romantic with him? and Not uh, yet, but maybe. What's this character's name? So we're talking about um, a- Antonia Thomas's Claire Brown, who's the beautiful kind of biracial, yes. blue-eyed doctor, who I liked. Yeah, I mean, who? who I who wondered if it? she was crushing on him a little bit. And you know, it's funny you thought that because I didn't. I thought when he straight out asked her, "Why were you mean to me?" Uh-huh. and then you were kind of nice, and now you're trying to be my friend. It's like. She sees something in him and is thinking, okay, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. I just think if done right, it could be very interesting and fresh mm-hmm. to see a character with special needs in a romantic situation. Have you seen Atypical on Netflix Not yet? yet? I've heard it's great. Yeah, I, I've seen a few episodes. Uh, Who's the lead female of that show? Someone big. Don't, uh, I, no, I don't remember. Can you look up the cast of Atypical for us, Becca, in the booth? Um, yeah, it's... People love it, and, uh-huh. you know, one of the things I immediately liked about the show, though, was its very honest portrayal. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that sometimes it's things that network shows just cannot do. Right. Uh, but it, it's interesting these two shows came out just a couple months apart. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's um, Rachel Lee. What's her name? Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Love her. I'll check out Atypical. Um, so it sounds like we had our problems with the pilot, but we have a lot of hope for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? Again, I've said it a couple times, but I feel like in theory I had my problems with the pilot as a snooty critic, but in, overall I really liked it. It's like a, <laughs> kind of a warm, comfy blanket. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's what half of TV is. Yeah. I don't, listen, I don't turn something on to make me feel like crap. Right. It You know, you want something to smile. And also, we live in L.A. Both Jeff and I are actually coincidentally from Cleveland, Ohio. We are. Uh, but middle of America, like where we're from, lots mm-hmm. of states around us, you know, they like different stuff than we do. For sure. And we've been here for a long time. And I, when I go home, I'm like, what are you watching, Mom? <laughs> Dad? Like, what, 
really bloopers? Yeah. Don't watch that out here. Yeah. And the, here's another thing I'll say. I think there are worse shows for people to really get behind because this is a a complicated and empathetic portrayal of someone with special needs. Yeah. Which is really wonderful. You know, overall, if people are become obsessed with a show that challenges and um, educates about this issue, then I'm for it. Yeah. You know, like I said, I came in here and I was kind of ready to say it was not good, but I've slowly... Warmed up. Warmed up. I typically need to watch things a couple times, honestly, yeah. to really get a feel, but I almost feel like I did talking about this again. You know what's funny, though? I feel like if I watched it a second time, I wouldn't like it quite as much. Okay, yeah. I mean, I feel like if I did, I... You might like it more? I would. I would like it more. Well, in, interestingly, critics are not really on board with this show. I think overall, the general critical consensus has been that this is not doing what it could be. But, but, like I said, I audiences mean, are liking it. Audiences really are liking it. Yeah. So, that's what's cool about us. I think we're a mixture of a critic and an audience. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, again, part of our goal is to just cr- create an atmosphere where we're sort of, whether or not we like the show, letting you know whether or not you would like the show. So, I think if you're into medical dramas and you're easily won over by heartstring pulling, yeah, definitely a show for you. Check this out. Um, let's talk about our out of five what you would give this. That's always one segment we rate these pilots out of five. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it 3.7. Oh, nice. Actually, you're a little higher than me. Oh, wow. I think I'd give it a 3.3. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm really nice on my rating. I, I know, maybe know. I'm harsh. Um, and I want you guys in the chat to let us know, Yeah. are you a play or are you a pass, and how would you rate this? Yeah, what's your number, guys? Tell us. I know I've seen a lot of people said they were plays, mm-hmm. but uh, let us know your number. Let us know your number. <laughs> What's Sounds suggestive. <laughs> um, okay. 3.2, Star Drew said. Okay. 3.2? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Becca, have you seen the pilot? Our producer, it sounds like she has seen the pilot as well. She's giving it a... You can just write it. No. Oh, she has not. <laughs> She's about to rate it. Becca, you can't rate the pilot unless you've seen it. Um, okay. So next segment for us is our life or death segment, where we, when we predict the longevity of this show. It's already been picked up. For, for how many? 18. Oh. So we're this show's in good shape. Yeah. It's also rating very well. And when I say rating well, I don't mean critically. I mean numbers. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, and I'm assuming, you know, if it continues to go well, they'll probably pick it up for another five maybe. Who knows? Another five episodes? Yeah. Yeah, unless they're kind of going to this is us thing, which did 18 its first season. Was it? Because I feel like it was shorter. I think this season, I think it was 18. Yeah, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. I mean, because let's think about it. 18 takes us to where? How long is well, that going to take Well, they take us? a lot of height. NBC will do a lot of... Like, CW is interesting because they order all their shows for the same number of episodes, and they'll take weeks off with all of their content. Yeah. Whereas NBC will, you know... or Sorry, this is ABC. ABC will air a new How to Get Away, but a repeat scandal, and then the next week they'll do a new scandal and a repeat How to Get Away. So Very annoying. Yeah, so it's it can be hard to track sometimes when ABC's airing new ones, but even if it's an 18-episode order, I think they could stretch it. And with with award shows, they'll sometimes run. I'm, I think this is a Sunday night show. I'm not sure. Either way, I think I'm 99% sure that this is picked up for an 18-episode order. Renee Ha says, I give the show five more seasons. Renee loves the show. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd say I do see a lot of hope for this show, and people are on board this do you, early. Do you think that, because, I mean, it really is kind of bizarre to me that an, a network like ABC would have two 
very strong medical dramas, are they trying to phase Grey's out? Well, that's an interesting question. From what I know of Shonda, and again, let us know in the comments, because I'm not a huge Shonda Rhimes fan like other people. I don't dislike her, and I think she's a badass. Like, I really admire the crap out of Shonda Rhimes. Me too. I mean, like, she's the first showrunner in decades to get an entire block dedicated to her, and she's an African-American woman who's really playing the game by her own terms. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she's a legend. Yeah. That being said, I don't necessarily love her shows like other people do, but here's what I was going to say. From what I hear, she wants to let Grey's run for as long as it can run. Like, I think, like, even more than How to Get Away in Scandal, like, that's her baby. And it was her first ABC Mm -hmm. show. But she did just make a deal with Netflix. I mean, that's what I said about The Vampire Diaries two years ago. And let me tell you, it got canceled. Really? Um, Yeah, I mean, Julie Plex said, you know, there's a story to tell with these two brothers as long as we can take it. And then it's like two seasons later, it's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't, I just feel like it's very interesting for ABC to take this choice. Yeah, especially we don't know how long Grey's will last. That's what's interesting is I don't see Grey's ending anytime soon, and it might feel weird to have two medical dramas, but even though I did compare them earlier, I do think Grey's and The Good Doctor are essentially different shows. Yeah, soap opera versus, like, family drama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let us know in the comments, do you guys think it's weird that ABC is running two family yeah i mean you know or medical dramas i mean cbs nbc like fox anybody yeah okay great um well do we want to make some narrative predictions about the show sure i will make some narrative predictions okay so i'm thinking that we're gonna see this kid grow up a little bit and we have to see him fail Mm -hmm. i'm kind of hoping we see him fail right away even though i don't like watching that kind of stuff right For character development, we have to. I'm not sure, you know, about a love interest. Um, I I don't know if I see that going well, but that could be part of the. I think it would, it would either go very well or just really fall apart. Like I think if done well, it could be very interesting and challenging, especially for a network show. But I think it could very easily just be painful. (laughs) You know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely could. Um, and I think that the stories that are going to be coming every week. They will give a very good narrative as far as someone with autism. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to that and the strengths that people with autism can, can give to any kind of workforce. For sure. And it is nice to destigmatize. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing I, I'm excited about in terms of predictions for this show are structurally in the bones of the format of this show, we have like a we teach each other situation because yeah. you know it's the thing where, of course, Freddie Highmore's character has a lot to learn about what it means to work in a high-stress medical environment. But I kind of liked the last line of the show, the very last moment where this arrogant doctor gets called out in a very earnest way by this kid who just wants to learn. And there's something, you know, childlike about autism, and it's in the shows where the children teach the adults just as much as the adults teach children. I don't want to be condescending. I feel like that sounds condescending. But you sound like such an old man in your sweater vest. <laughs> I'm wearing a cardigan for those of you guys who are listening. <laughs> I am kind of an old man. But um, ultimately, like, I think that that's really neat, those moments where unlikely wisdom comes from unlikely places, and I think that's really built into the DNA of the show. Yeah. Um, so I'm on board. I'm excited. And I'll definitely at least watch the second one. And it sounds like um, our chat likes the second one as well. Yeah, I, I hear three's worth that. So. Great. 
And for those of you listening who are maybe listening on the podcast or don't know about our YouTube, we do go live at 10 p.m. Pacific on Wednesdays where we're talking about new shows. You can join us in the chat there. If you have to listen later, don't want to stay up, you can also tweet at us. Yes. Um, Sam, let them know where they can find you on the Twitter. You guys can find me on the Twitter. <laughs> Speaking of me being just so old. <laughs> at SamD43 and on Instagram at SamD43, SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. I'm so happy that you guys join in on the chat tonight. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. I hope you do it every week, so please keep on doing it. Yeah, guys. And my name's Jeff Graham. You guys can find me online at Jeffrey C. Graham. Um... One question we want to ask related to this show specifically is, do you guys want an after show for The Good Doctor? Sounds like a lot of people are watching it, and it does feel like this show could use an after show, um, but we do have a crowded production slate. So if we get enough comments, enough upvotes that we want an after show, um, the producers will definitely consider it. Um, In case you guys are wondering, I also run a show on Fridays called The Unproduced Table Read, where we read pilots and features. So I think... Um, that's on Fridays at 10 a.m. on Popcorn Talk. And I think if you like this show, you'll definitely like this sh- that show. Oh, thank you, Becca. And uh, one more thing for me, guys. I'm about to go live in, like, three minutes for the Riverdale After Riverdale. Show, the season two premiere. So make sure you tune in. All right, guys. Um, next week we're covering Dynasty. We can't wait for that. We have a million more pilots for the rest of time. So <laughs> make sure you guys tune in. Again, my name is Jeff Graham. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week here on TV Pilot Reviews. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.